0: Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form The rug. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational effort! The rug. It's been 12 years in the making and the Lions are back. Get your tickets at rugby.com.au.
1: Good morning to you all. Hope your Sunday morning is going well for you. And we welcome back uh, Timmy Horan. Uh, Tim, last week you were away from us. Now, I understand that you uh, were doing the MBA. is that correct?
2: Yes, I was sort of down at Bond University Trying to um, you know, continue my MBA Which is taking about, I don't know, 15 years But no, it's going well <laughs> Right. <laughs> a bit of study, no, it's going well <laughs> Was it exams last week or what Exams was last Sunday morning for, uh-huh. We had two three-hour exams uh-huh. After a 21st birthday party I had to attend it I got home at 2am I had to leave at uh, about 6am To get down to the Gold Coast Were well, you on <laughs> security, were you? Because you yes, wouldn't have got invited to a 21st. No, would you? no that's
3: right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gate crashed 21st around the area. <laughs> you saw it on Facebook, didn't you? Well, Just you, want to see if i still got it. Yeah, well, you're near the
0: Gold
1: Coast. That seems appropriate, I suppose. Hey, uh, hey what, seen- I, can I ask you a question then? Um, sure. in, in terms
2: of the NBA, do you know what a Jahari window is? A Jahari windows. It's something you throw a kebab out when you're in the back of a taxi. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred points. A <That laughs> hundred
1: points. Wow, that is sensational. It's nothing to do with that. It's about relationships and knowing how you deal with yourself and others. But that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, it's, it's part it's of the part of, MBA of
2: course. It's, it's part of cross-cultural management. Yeah. Oh, see, the man is smart. Do, do you know what it is though? though? It, it's actually it's actually been rephrased
0: to Tim Horn uh, management now. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, Jahari. Yeah. Let's gone. not even yeah. go into the, what the Delphi technique is. Wow. Uh,
1: All right. <laughs> Now, Berkey, you had an interesting trip to work this morning. I did, I did. I did. Uh, I
0: came across the harbour bridge this morning. It's a uh, it was a fine sight to see mm-hmm. about hundred and fifty bikes come towards me, as in motorbikes, Harley oh, Davidsons. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was uh, you know the, the the full gamut of bikes coming across. I thought this is fantastic. So you wind down the window. Were there a lot of full beards? There's a lot of full beards, a lot of grey beards as well. Mm-hmm. I think it was just like the, you know, the morning ride for the uh, for the crew across yeah. the harbour bridge and maybe up to the northern beaches. Uh, I thought that is absolutely outstanding. Watching the uh, watching the guys go past and girls go past, mm-hmm. I thought that is brilliant. What a great sight! And all of a sudden, as the lanes merged, yep. just one unfortunate soul. She was on a white moped <laughs> with a white helmet and a white jacket, <laughs> just thinking, shark, what's going on just here? Just Caught up in the mix. Caught up in the mix. You should thought, what do I do go to try and push through it and act tough? Oh, that was fantastic. What she should nice have stayed side. with
2: the Peloton. Yeah, she, yeah absolutely. <laughs> That's
1: right. Well Ridden, We have a huge show for you today. We're going to speak to Albie Matthews and, uh, from The Force, of course, also has played for the All Blacks. We'll catch catch up with him fairly shortly. The latest on that amazing sporting stoush between John Singleton and Gay Waterhouse. Not sure if you're aware of that. It's a beauty. We'll get to that uh, a little bit later on. Uh, just some scores for you. If you are just woken up, I'm not sure what's going on in the world of rugby. The Stormers, 18, of course, defeated the Hurricane, 16. The Reds, 12 over. Over the Blues, 11. We'll talk about that game next. Terrific work from the Reds, but that, despite no tries. Uh, the Chiefs, 37, beat the Sharks, 29. The Brumbies smashed the Western Force, 41-7. to 7. Uh, The Bulls, too good for the Waratahs overnight, 30-19. Uh, to 19. And the Cheaters, 26, beat the Super Kings, 12. Still to come, of course, the Crusaders will take on the Rebels. This is The Rock. It's your Sunday Rugby Show.
3: This is The Rock.
0: The Sunday Rugby Show.
1: All right, that is Green Day, and this is Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show, Tony Squires. Uh, Tim Horan, Matty Burke with you. All right, let's talk some of these games that have been played this weekend. Uh, Let's just start with the Reds Uh, a couple of nights ago. The Reds, they beat the Blues 12-11. Quade Cooper, a penalty goal with about uh, six or seven minutes Mm. to go. Uh, They didn't score any tries, and I think, that Timmy, that's the first time for quite some time they've done that. But,
2: gee, it was still a good game of footy. Oh, amazing game of football and uh, when you look at back at it, if you hadn't seen the game and you saw the score you know, 12-11, you'd go, oh gee, that's probably a pretty ordinary game. But it was an amazing match in, in the first 40 minutes uh, because the Auckland Blues had had um, a bye the week before, so they were fresh coming into the match, whereas the Queensland Reds had only had a six-day turnaround from their last match, the bruising encounter, the draw against the Brumbies. So mm-hmm. um, he came out with a game plan to control the ball and not even kick a ball back. And um, the Reds, in the first 40 minutes, made something like um, nearly um, 200 tackles. So mm. um, that's what they usually make in a whole match, is about 120 to 140. So,
1: when it got um, to the 4,000th phase, yeah. I knew they were in some trouble.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From the kickoff, Timmy, uh, you, know, you, you were up there doing the stuff, um, yeah. commentating. The, the kickoff, they held the ball for, I think, three and a half, four minutes, and then a stupid Amazing. kick away, and yeah. then downtown. You, you thought you'd, you thought you that at one stage, yeah, you think to yourself, this is going to be a game of, of attrition, I meaning just run it as much as you can. And it was so, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Yeah,
2: it was a great game and a great game to call. And then, I mean, Sir John Kerwin, the ex all black winger mm. um, who has coached in Japan and also coached in Italy um, for, the, for their international team. So, is he the got really only Knight of
1: the Realm coaching at the moment?
2: Um,. Well, there's, he probably would be at the moment, Sir Clive, but he's gone now. Yeah, yeah. Sir Clive sort of was coaching a little bit of football for a while, wasn't he?
1: Do you call him Sir John when you speak to him? Given that you, I'm sure you'd have had some quality time with him in the past.
2: <laughs> um, No, John. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. J.K. JK. <laughs> JK. <laughs> but no, it was a really good match, and for Quade Cooper, you know, four penalty goals, he missed a, a reasonably easy one sort of just to the right-hand side of the uprights at one stage, but yeah, five minutes to go, he kicked the winning penalty goal, and, and the Reds I mean, they've had a couple of ugly wins, when I say ugly wins, really close matches that they've come out on the better side of, so um, they're, they're travelling pretty well at the moment.
0: I did like a piece of uh, commentary from Brendan Cannon, uh, Timmy, in about the first it was
2: about five minutes into the game,
0: and, and the Blues had all the ball, and you, you guys crossed down to him. And I said, "Well, both teams have come to play today. They're holding the ball in the hand." for like I say, "Mate, the, the Reds haven't had the ball. There's yet, only one. So yeah. It's only one team at the moment." <laughs> but it was good. Uh, Quay Cooper put a shot on Rennie Ranger. Oh, wasn't that good? Um, was it? Yeah. Just a great hit. Uh, but got, they they were playing fast.
2: Uh, isn't this physical some for- football? Isn't now it? at the breakdown, oh. like the, the, the collision zone, as they call it. Blokes are getting spat out the side and it's, uh, it's, it's really physical. And I, I thought it was going to be a, a game that the Reds could probably lose on, on Friday night because that has the, the Chiefs away... Uh, in Waikato and they won that game came back and had the 19 all draw against the Brumbies but they did pretty well I like to see Quade Cooper in that sort of situation because in the past one of the things he's been
1: criticized about is uh, you know not being there in the defensive contest he certainly is at the moment isn't he and we talked about in the beginning of this year this season about perhaps that boxing thing giving him a physical confidence and and it seems to have He, he stands up beautifully in defense now doesn't he it, it's attitudinal. Well, he, he's still at
2: fullback though, Berkey, isn't he? So that's um, I mean something that Robbie Deans would probably must prefer into a defend in the front line. And yeah. talking to Robbie Deans on Rugby HQ on um, Fox Sports on Thursday night, um, Robbie Deans has spoken to Quade Cooper a couple of times through the week this week and said, "This is what I'm looking for from you on the field." and also off the field. So, Quade Cooper knows exactly what he has to do to potentially be in that first test team against the Lions in June. Do you get the sense that he will be there or won't be there? Um, No, I think there's a bit of rugby to go yet. I mean, uh, Matt Tamua, man of the match last night for the Brumbies. Uh, Christian Liliofano's playing some really good rugby. So is James O'Connor, who plays this afternoon against the Crusaders. So, the great thing that Robbie Deans and the selectors have got, they've got options. They've just got to choose the right ones. And I believe that you've got to have Quade Cooper, Digby Ioane, James O'Connor, and Kirtley Beale in the back line somewhere. You have got to fit them all in. Trying to get uh, a couple of wins on the trot. The
1: Waratahs not working out for them. They've gone down to the Bulls, thirty to nineteen. Tough uh, there at Loftus, isn't it? Yeah. To do you know expect to win. They've gone over, and I guess some discipline problems. Berkey, there, there's a little bit
0: of uh, there's a little bit of problem with the refs' whistle. It kept on going mm. off the whole time. Mm. Um, yeah, you're right, Tony. It was uh, Rep, Waratahs giving away too many penalties. Three, six, nine, nine, 6 9 uh, Israel Folau scored a great try a great bit of feet um, he's playing some good footy at the moment work isn't he on the outside got the break and scored the try he was the only one that sort of first period of time that was looking like making a break they, they scored three tries to two and they're up for about 15 minutes to go to the end of the game and then you know, it was the morning stain show it was just kicking goals kicking goals and Timmy, I know you got something about when you play over at Loftus there, there should be a couple of restrictions on kicking the ball.
2: Well, well, there should be, because when you play at altitude, as you know, Berkey, the ball flies through the air. There's there's no air, and you can kick them from 60, 65 out, so there should be a real, nothing, no pen, no penalties taken from 45 out. That's <laughs> 45 out. A one because point. otherwise, it, it can become a kickathon when yeah. you're at Johannesburg, or also Pretoria.
1: Have you kicked a goal from a long way out there?
0: I have, I have, a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. We had a penalty. Just in, just we just say on our side of halfway, not far from the sixty metre line. Mm-hmm. Tim Gavin was the captain. I said, "Mate, let's have a shot." And he went, "You won't get this." <laughs> and I said, "Come on, let's have a go." Uh, the only good thing about it was we could just stay back for half time or for the halfway line for the kickoff.
2: Yeah, so. Nobody moves. <laughs> nobody moves. Don't chase <laughs> for us. This is all it, I've got. I'm all but anxious. isn't it good when you're when you're usually warming up in those areas in Pretoria, or Joburg, the paper planes that are made in the grandstand. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> and, yeah. Well, you get all the supporters, they start throwing all these paper planes because they can fly so far. Yeah.
1: And have you played any golf there as well? Does that make you feel good about yourself? Yeah the golf about goes your long for, game.
0: Yeah the problem is the shanks go further yeah. as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: As we mentioned, uh, the Brumbies beat the Force 41-7. to 7. We are going to speak to Albie Matthewson from the Western Force soon right here on The
0: Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. South City
1: players, Dave Grohl and friends there on The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Digby Ioanni. Gee, he's an interesting story, isn't he? It, can, it just continues to evolve and evolve. Mm. So the latest, uh, he... Uh, he's uh, an option another year of contract for the Queensland Reds seems to be uh, off the table now for him uh, he was saying there was some problems with uh, the contract and, and third party endorsements those sorts of things and money Timmy you're in Queensland uh, you have the ear to the ground constantly
2: what is happening? Well it's, first of all he's a wonderful player isn't he? Yes Bibiwani, totally and has been, I think and Berkey, correct me if I'm wrong, but I reckon he's been our best winger in the Wallabies since Ben Tune, Joe mm. Roth era. Mm. Um, he's so such a passionate player, but yes, there's been a couple of little, little indiscretions off the field and that seems to be happening in every single professional sporting team yep. at, the, at the moment. Yep. Um, but yes, he signed a three-year deal with the Queensland Reds. This is um, coming towards the end of his second year now. He's only signed a two-year arrangement with the Wallabies, so he's got a year to run on his Reds deal. He has to agree with the Wallabies by the 31st of May uh, his contract if he doesn't agree he can then uh, depart the Reds and travel overseas because the Reds will not let him well, they'll only release him if he plays overseas they won't release him to play in another franchise within Australia so so um, therefore pa- if
1: he goes overseas he's not eligible to play with the Wallabies
2: that's it Digby that, yeah, won't be gone and I believe that what, so what's happened is there's a couple of Uh, I mean, he's had some disagreements with CEO of the Queensland Reds, Jim Carmichael. Yep. And they're both passionate people, uh, Jim Carmichael and Digby Iwani, and Digby's manager as well, Anthony Mm Bicconi. And it's really, there's some other issues. They're always passionate, aren't they, the managers? (laughs) (laughs) But but it's also been over a little bit of um, third-party slash what they call sponsorship uh, money now, which is outside of your contract, but it is legal now. Mm -hmm. And um, every franchise gets an amount of money that they have to find themselves from their current sponsors to provide to um, players they want to retain. So a Wilgenia, a James Horwell, I suppose a um, Quade Cooper and a Digby Iwani. but most is of it guaranteed, co- Timmy, though? No, but some of the, most of them are not guaranteed. In your contract, it says, OK, if we give Digby Iwani, call it $50,000 um, sponsorship money, if we can find it, it'll be our best endeavours to find that for that player. Now, if they can't find that for certain reasons because the current sponsors don't want to Sponsor a player uh, for yeah. indiscretions off the field, etc. Well, they've done their best endeavours, so that's what part of the, the part of the issue is. But there's other issues as well. I haven't got a real problem with if Digby Ioane does leave, because players do leave franchises and go and play overseas or go and play in other franchises. But I just hope it doesn't get too messy. Uh, it's getting to that stage at the moment, and I hope in the end that Jim Carmichael and Digby Ioane and his manager sit down. And either shake hands and leave, and give Digby the send off that he deserves, mm. um, because he's been a great, you know, he's won, been part of that the, the Super Rugby title a couple of years ago, and and Berkey, you would see after the games when the Queensland Reds, there was thirty one thousand people there on on Friday night and Digby Iwani and Quade Cooper and most of the players were there signing autographs having photos taken with the fans for an hour after the game mm. so it, they do put a lot in but it's, it's been the little indiscretions off the field which I think has hurt Digby he seems to uh,
0: as you said Tim I mean he's been in- incredible on the field he always seems to play with a smile on his face mm-hmm. as in yep. he's enjoying playing it, his rugby
1: it, oh, I was, that's the point I was going to make I, is there something missing though in that enjoyment because the the post try celebration stuff which made him so famous that great you know turtle yeah. or whatever it was called uh, that he was spinning around it, it there, there doesn't seem to be so much of that these days, is
0: it because he's not scoring enough tries perhaps that's the case yeah though we' to kick goals on the weekend so yeah. um but I suppose yeah i mean that's that's all a part of it isn't it', oh. it, it all a part of keeping the the off field happy to keep yeah. the on field yep. happy at the same time and it's like oh, your wife or
2: your it. girlfriend. Happy happy life off the field is a you know, happy life on the field for a guy like DB. <laughs> mm. Happy life, happy wife. Happy <laughs>
0: wife, happy life, even. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, the, the players, the, I don't think they want to get caught up and embroiled in, in, in all, this, all this conversation of chat and money and that kind of stuff. You know, the old quote of, uh, as players say, you know, all I want to do is play footy, that's, yep. that's all they want to do. They don't, they, I don't think they want to get involved in the politics and the rest of it. No. No. They well, just want to play.
2: Well, there's other contract negotiations going on as we speak to very high profile players in every club, but it's always kept in behind closed doors. So. Mm. Digby's come out because it's uh, it's been a uh, really a verbal spat between a couple of people, but hopefully I hope it gets sorted out. And Digby, if he does go overseas, and I believe he's going to go to France, he'll sign a couple of year deal in France in about three or four weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be a big loss to Queensland rugby, but a bigger loss to Australian rugby with mm-hmm. the World Cup coming up as well. Right.
1: So I totally agree, because even d- despite what must have gone on during the week and how difficult that can be to back up and perform if those sorts of off field things are affecting you, mm-hmm. he still played really well the yeah.
2: other night. Yep. and he and, and he will he'll. he'll commit to the Queensland Reds for the rest of this season and hopefully go on to try and get them through the finals. Alright, this is The Rock, it's your Sunday morning rugby show.
3: This is The Rock,
0: the Sunday rugby show.
1: Again, those scores here in rugby. The Stormers, 18, defeated the Hurricanes, 16. Now we talked about the Reds beating the Blues, 12-11. A terrific game for 40. The Chiefs, 37, too good for the Sharks, 29. The Brumbies, 41, beat the Western Force, 7. And we'll speak to Albie Matthewson from the Force next. The Bulls, 30, beat the Waratahs, 19, overnight. And the Cheetahs 26, beat the Super Kings, 12. Uh, just quickly and something else. Brisbane's Jesse the Monster, Williams. He's there uh, after a long wait, agonising mm. wait at the at the draft, the NFL. He was draft pick number 137, and the big man will be going to the Seattle Seahawks. Well done, the monster. Didn't
0: did, didn't he train, Timmy? It wasn't a story. Didn't he train at the uh, the Queensland Reds uh, gym once? And there wasn't enough weights. He had put on the bar to (laughs) squat
2: yeah Yeah, it was about nine nine (laughs) or ten months ago he came back it was back in pre-season apparently he came back and wanted to do some weights and knew a few blokes at the Reds and came along and I want to do some bench press and he wanted to lift bit. he wanted to bench press something like 275 kg and they couldn't find enough weights. Just a couple of tight head pops needed to come <laughs> yeah. and sit on the thing
0: for. him. Hang on to this boys. <laughs> yeah. well,
2: well in the draft he missed out in the first round, second round, third round. So is this is this the fourth round? Yeah. Yeah. Tony got
1: picked up in He just got picked up uh, this morning, well uh, overnight so that's uh, he was number 137 off to the Seattle, Seattle. Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, that is brilliant. It was dropping number 5 in, does in that, fact.
0: Does that affect his coin then? Is it not an extra zero on it? I'm
1: not, I'm not sure would. if it's, it's not. you will still be getting plenty, I reckon, yeah, though. Yeah, sure. Well done, Jesse. The Monster Williams will play some Powderfinger just for you.
3: This is The Ruck,
0: the Sunday rugby show.
1: That is Powderfinger, Passenger, and this is The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show in Canberra. Uh, last night, the Brumbies, 41, beat the Western 4-7. It's going to a great pleasure to welcome to the show uh, from the Western Force, of course, a former all-black Albie. Matthewson. Cern, good g'day. Thanks so much for joining us.
3: Uh, good morning, no worries.
1: Uh, beautiful Canberra obviously treating you well this morning before you head back west. Look, I just noticed I was, I was just look, talking, uh, looking up some stuff about you. Did you, before the game last night, have your usual uh, pre-game meal of chicken, mashed potato, baked beans, eggs and pineapple? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh I used to, but the, the restaurants in uh, Australia don't serve chicken. So <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, they
1: don't serve chicken? You're going to the wrong restaurants, Albie. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think yeah, everything's uh, chicken.
3: All, the, all they give us is uh, spaghetti and, and mints. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the,
2: pine- pineapples. the pineapple's an interesting one, isn't yeah. oh, it? Pike- pikelets.
1: clips, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, obviously <laughs> yeah. a, a tough evening on the field for you. How are the boys this morning?
3: Yeah, it was tough. Um boys are pretty disappointed with um with the game last night. Obviously the Brumbies are a quality side and I don't know, they they probably played their best game that they've played of the season last night, but we didn't we obviously didn't help by, you know, not winning our set piece and just basic errors, uh, not looking after the breakdown and, and things like that.
2: LB Tim here. What about look if we look forward to the the test matches later in the year? And I know you, you're obviously coming from New Zealand. And uh, where do you see and which Brumbies players would you see that Robbie Dean should be selecting in in the Wallaby run on team?
3: In The run on team, ooh, I think. I think, well, um, Matt has been going really well. So has Christian Lafano. I suppose twelve is a position that's for for the Wallaby that's uh, a bit up in the air and I think he's he's probably my standout 12 in, in terms of Australian players. Um, also, I think Jesse Mogg, he's been going really well, so I think he, he'd he be close to, to going in the run-on side as well.
0: Abby have you enjoyed the move, mate? Have you enjoyed the move uh, over to Perth and the franchise over there with the force?
3: I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, the... It's a great, great city to live in, weather and, and beaches and that sort of thing. And you know, it's a it's a good team environment as well. You know, we're really tight. You know, as a whole team, we've got a really good culture. And you know, I guess you know, apart from last night, it it, it showed in our games. You know, we we'll go right to the 80th minute because um, everyone everyone just wants to work for each other.
0: Mate, just on that last night, uh, <laughs> you mentioned about uh, a couple of mistakes from your end. Uh, uh, Brummies out across the line a couple of times. Did you guys find it frustrating? Because I know I did sit there, sitting there watching it. That every time there was an incident or a, or a try, for example, the referee had to go upstairs and, and go to the video.
3: Yeah, I guess that is, it has been a, a wee bit of a, a talking point. Um, I know in New Zealand as well, it has. Um, it is a wee bit frustrating um, that, you know, you've got the two touches that are right there. Yeah and you know for tries they're in good position but you know uh, I guess it's turning into league like they just want to be safe by by going upstairs and even still when they do go upstairs uh, the decisions aren't always uh, uh, right
1: Either they're making announcements at your hotel, or you're already at the airport. I, I take it out,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Albie Matthews. Your, your chicken and, and pineapple is ready to go. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> hey mate, now that move that you have made, and I think you've said it before, uh, a sense of frustration for for you. Just the idea uh, that potentially you can't go make an All black side because you're not playing because you're playing in an overseas franchise. Is, is that a rule you think that should be looked at?
3: Yeah, um, I think as. Well, I think that um, as long if you're playing in the Sanzar competition you know against you know the same it's, it's the same competition you're playing against you know the same teams and that sort of thing I think maybe in the future they they could open it up to that but um, like I've, I've said before like I don't think you can open it up to guys playing in Japan and, and that sort of thing yep. but guys playing in the Sanzar comp um, maybe that's something that, that they could look at
1: all right, mate. Yeah, I, uh, you've been following him on Twitter, haven't I have, you? I
0: have. I've, I've got a, we, we like to play a little game of hypothetical here at, mm-hmm. uh, at the Ruck. Um, now, I, I saw something the other day that caught my attention, uh, a tweet, and uh, you might be able to give me the answer. Um, do the owners who walk their horses around Centennial Park in Sydney have to pick up their poo like owners with dogs do? <laughs> <laughs> who would be say sex with <laughs> <laughs> Question. Neil. Answer. Well, Matthewson, <laughs> what's the answer? <laughs>
3: well, because we were we were training at Centennial Park, and I noticed that a lot of people were walking their dogs, and then a lot of people were riding their uh, horses around. So, someone actually replied and said, "Do they have those funny little poo bags <laughs> off, hanging off their, t- their tails or something?" <laughs> they
2: would be garbage bags. Yeah, tied to the tied to the bridle. Just because
3: uh, because I noticed that there was. Uh, uh, There's some leftovers uh, on the walk-in track and that sort of
1: thing. Listen to you being all tasteful around breakfast time. That's very good. <laughs> Albie Matthewson, uh, thanks so much for being part of The Rock. Enjoy your flight back to Perth uh, and the rest of the season, mate.
3: Thanks, no worries.
1: Cheers. <laughs> there he is, Albie Matthewson. I just, having a slow old morning. I
0: just, I just hope they weren't actually training on the outside <laughs> yeah, field of
1: Centennial exactly. Park. This is The Rock.
0: This is The Rock. The Sunday Rugby Show. Bon Jovi on throat
1: in front of Bon Jovi. <laughs> I think that's how that works. Incorporate. Incorporate. It. Yeah.
0: Would I mean, you he be does angry if you're a deal in a band? not
1: Yeah. Would you be angry if you're in a band? You know, it's a band. There's a lot because you know Richie Sambora, what his name was, and he used to go out with Hilda Lockley, and he's mm. quite a very famous, very famous guitarist. Mm. Would you be a bit peeved if the lead singer, um, little show-off?
0: I have got a great idea for a name.
1: Yeah, Bon Jovi. That'll <laughs> <daily> work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we well, like calling instead of calling this show the Ruck, we call it the Burke. And you know, when yeah. Timmy and I go, well, were what to about support, us? what yeah, do we chop supporters, liver? Yeah. Supporters. Yeah. <laughs> we just spoke to uh, Albie Mathieson right here on the Ruck just a moment ago. Now he mentioned with the idea, why should? not And I know he left a couple of t- franchises in New Zealand. The last one being the Blues. Mm. Uh, Perry Wepu, of course, who was halfback, he thought he wasn't getting enough game time. Uh, he, of course, Albie Mathieson himself has played for the All Blacks a few years ago. He doesn't understand why he can't be considered. He's playing in a competition where all the New Zealand players are also playing. Their mm. selectors are watching them. they will be watching him. Why? How difficult can it be to still, you know, work out whether he's in the top fifteen or seventeen
0: or whatever? Mm. Uh, what do you think about this? I think that's a valid point. What, what he brought up then, I thought was a valid point. I understand if they go overseas with a different uh, different time frames of of their seasons, and and that's the difficulty that uh, George Smith is going through at the moment. Obviously, being in Japan, and will he be able to play? Further for the uh, for the Wallabies, um, I think it's a, I think it's quite a good idea. I mean, if, if it's only one or two players, you know, happy days. Uh, everyone still gets to see that person on on the TV and, and the coaches the still get to see same competition. And I think then you're you're maybe expanding your horizons a little bit. I mean, and as as Brennan, Brennan Kenney, Cannon yeah, yeah. has written something. It's time to open the Super Rugby borders to allow best players Australia, New Zealand South Africa to join overseas franchises without being barred from the national size. I think it's quite a good idea because yeah. otherwise they're going to get lost to Europe where it's game over. Yeah.
1: Why shouldn't Will Genia be allowed to play for the Chiefs, he writes, alongside Aaron Cruden and remain eligible for the Wallabies and face Cruden in the Bledisloe Cup? Timmy, mm. it just seems perfectly in order to me.
2: Yeah, I think it's... Uh, as long as they're playing in the same competition, I've got no problem with it because when you look at George Smith, there's no way that George Smith would be eligible to play for the Wallabies if he was still playing in Japan. Mm -hmm. So, yes, whilst he's playing, and some people will look at it and say, oh, the the Australian Rugby Union are relaxing the rules because if they select um, George Smith, he's still really playing over in Japan. Well, he's playing in this competition. He's on loan in the Super Rugby competition. So, I haven't got a problem with it, I think you know more, most likely you get more players from australia playing maybe going to play for the sharks in durban or going to play uh, the stormers in cape, cape Town. Town. i, I think can. it'll be more it'll be more players coming to play in australia than it would be australian players going to play elsewhere because the stocks of rugby players in new zealand and also in south africa they've got plenty Whereas Australia, we're a little bit thin in certain positions and that's why we need to fill a couple.
1: Right, so you don't want to make it just open slather in terms of the numbers of of overseas strike marquee players that you Mm. can have because it could affect our playing numbers.
2: Well, that's right. And that's, that's the reason why the Australian Tribune has a rule that if you go overseas and play in France or Italy or mm. um, anywhere else around the world, that you aren't eligibly selected for the Wallabies because uh, we don't have a lot of stocks here on the ground and it, it encourages players to stay here in Australia if you want to pull on the gold jersey. I,
0: I, just, I just imagine uh, when they uh, sign the form or you put the form in front of the player and said, where would you like to play? Um, Cape Town or, or, or live-in, Cape Town or Hamilton in New Zealand? <laughs> There'd be a or, fair crew going to, to, to or, Hamilton. Or Blomfontein,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Cape Town, exactly <laughs> right.
1: Cape Town is the place to be. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about Gay Waterhouse uh, and John Singleton. A little bit of a brouhaha stroke imbroglio. That mm. is fascinating. That's next on The Ruck.
0: This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. It's the Black Crows. That
1: is Remedy with the drum there, air oh, drum. It's so good, isn't it? What a great song. <laughs> it is terrific. Sadly, uh, for the ruck, we're just about to head off. I couldn't leave you, though, without sharing a little bit of what John Singleton had to say yesterday. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware of this story. Uh, it is huge, though. Once again, John Singleton and uh, the trainer of uh, his stable of horses, Gay Waterhouse, mm. have had what can only be described as a spat. They'd love a spat, yeah, maybe. They'd love a spat. Well, they've had some in the past uh, over various horses. This is over More Joyous, so just a champion horse. Now, she was in the last race at Randwick in Sydney yesterday. And the big story, of course, was that she, uh, More Joyous was up against All Too Hard. Uh, Jerry Harvey, of course, one of the connections for that horse. Two blokes struggling, for, struggling yeah. for a coin. Struggling uh, for a coin. Obviously, it was very important who would win that bet between, the, between them there. But good mates, too. Mm-hmm. Now, they were interviewed, uh, and it got... Well, it, I was watching it, and I was a little bit nervous because, as I said, this was the last, and again, I'm not sure whether they'd had a shandy or not. But uh, <laughs> certainly by then, I was just worried if somebody was going to drop the F-bomb. That didn't happen, but certainly some bombs were dropped mm. with Singo's concern about uh, knowledge of that m- more Joyce allegedly wasn't really all good to go, wasn't yet right. she stood, wasn't right to go, and did go. So uh, this is uh, the interview that was on Channel 7 uh, Live yesterday
2: afternoon. John, uh, we're going to see more joyous again. Race horses race. How much more has she got left on the track? Uh, She won't be running again with Gay Waterhouse as trainer. Why is that? Because All Too Hard will be covering it. She's going to stud to be covered by All Too Hard. Uh, I think when Gay's uh, son knows last night exactly the result today, the conflict of interest becomes a bit personal. And when Jerry's the beneficiary, it becomes far too personal. Does Gay know about this? I told her before the race, if it didn't win, it was uh, leaving. You've had your battles with her over the years. Is yeah. this one that really has uh, affected you uh, pretty deeply? Oh, it has because I was going to have 100 grand on her and uh, then I found when her own son, who's a bookmaker, saying that she's got problems I didn't know about, well, you have to ask the racing official, you have to ask Gay, you have to ask Tommy. All
3: I'm saying is an owner... There's too much conflict of interest. One well, my horse the living gaze tomorrow.
2: So have you got another trainer in mind? No. Okay. We'll wait with interest. Hopefully John? Tony Wilman All right. Thank you very much. And, Jerry, congratulations. Right. Thanks very much. It's hey, not you. because I've got the sulks in it. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen.
1: There you go. Now, obviously, this is, wow. has gone before the stewards and will all week. It's a mm. developing story. Uh, the waterhouses, uh, Tom Waterhouse, has denied uh, any knowledge. All of those things that will all uh, be examined during the week. Uh, as So, it Ger- be. Jerry
2: Harvey's uh, one of his horses, all too hard. So he, yep. if he goes to sell, all too hard. I think mm. he's going to give nine hundred and sixty months interest free to the person who. <laughs> <all too> hard. <laughs> 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 oh, one of your
1: best of it. Oh, Absolutely, it is. A, it's a great story because of the personalities as much as anything
0: else uh, and one that obviously will be looked at carefully across the week. What about the, uh, I was just going to have a hundred on it, just a lazy hundred. Just
2: lazy hundred. Just out of the ashtray of the (laughs) car. Exactly.
1: (laughs) But I left it in my other pants so I couldn't bet, (laughs) which is a shame. Uh, (laughs)
2: What's happening in the world of rugby next week, Timmy? Uh, Next week, well, there's a couple of good games on next week. The Rebels will host the Chiefs. Obviously, uh, the Rebels this afternoon against the Crusaders over in Christchurch. Uh, The Reds on Saturday night will um, go to Perth and uh, play against the Western Force. The Waratahs, their second match over in South Africa against the Kings early next Sunday morning. And then the Brumbies will take on the Crusaders Sunday afternoon in Canberra, and that'll be a cracking game. Mm.
1: All right, well, enjoy them. Get out, watch some footy. Have a great week. We'll catch up next time. Bye.
2: This is The Rock, the Sunday Rugby Show.